On this podcast, you're going to be hearing some pretty terrible subject matter. We know what you're thinking. That's why we're here. Keep going. However, topics covered may cause emotional or physiological distress to listeners and discretion is advised. Sources for this episode can be found in the show notes. Hello, TTKG fam, and welcome to That's Terrible. Keep going. I'm your co-host, Amy Kay. And I'm Casey Kay, and hello, May. <laughs> oh, you said hello, mate. Um, Not hello, May. Yes, no. it is May. <laughs> uh, that's thrown me. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were suddenly... Really, is like some, Aussie Ocker? No, not me. I, I wouldn't be caught dead. But we are <laughs> in May and we thought we'd do something different, a different genre today. We've got heaps of them in the true crime world and we are doing our very first survival story for TTKG. I love survival stories. Me too. And H- I think Happy ending. I know. Well, oh, well not. Oh, they're better than, you know, the really fateful ones. Uh, but we are starting off with one of the most... Most remarkable ones if you ask me and it'll come to mind for true crime lovers that are saturated with this sort of stuff you'll know who we're talking about when we're saying the incredible survival story of mary vincent i'm really bad with names i don't know who that is <laughs> guys if, if you're just tuning into the first episode it's a little running joke that amy k your co-host has a terrible memory but she's actually a massive true crime crime fan like me i know she's obviously heard of this one before but uh, she just can't remember the details oh, but maybe we should dive in and start yeah jog your memory Let's go. Yep. Mary Vincent was born in 1963 as one of seven children and lived with her parents in Las Vegas. Her father was a mechanic and her mother a blackjack dealer. Mm. Fast forward 15 years, so to 1978, Mary, now in her mid-teens, danced competitively and dreamt of travelling the world as a performer. Looking at photos of her, she's just gorgeous and sweet looking with brown curly hair and just a lovely girl next door kind of look. Nice. It was noted that she defied her strict parents sometimes and often skipped school. On top of this, her parents were going through a pretty massive, messy divorce, which uh, was said to cause her to run away from her home in Las Vegas. Mm. She ended up living in a town with her boyfriend at one point, and the two lived out of her boyfriend's car for a summer in Sausalito, California, until, get this, authorities apprehended him, the boyfriend, on charges of raping a teenage girl. Oh, gosh. Did it say how old he was? Uh, no, but I'm guessing because if he had a car, he would be mm. a little bit older than the 15-year-old Mary in this case. So. Yeah. After a little stint of living on the streets and inside unlocked cars, Mary hitchhiked for nearly two hours from Sausalito to her uncle's in Soquel, California. Yeah. She stayed a little bit there but then hitchhiked to her grandfather's home near Berkeley, California, which I looked this up and it was just roughly an hour and a half. Mm. After arriving in Cali and and staying there for a little while, she became homesick and decided to hitchhike back all the way to Las Vegas. So in road trip language, that's around eight and a half hours. Uh, Good old hitchhiking. Every time it comes up, you're like, this is not going anywhere well. Did I tell you that Matt and I hitchhiked in El Salvador? In El Salvador. (laughs) 
But mind you, they had just celebrated their first day without organized crime, like a murder. Well, that's – oh, my goodness. So that will become day zero since an event happened because you allowed hitchhiking. But they dropped us into town and no worries. They just gave us a bag of white powder to carry, but that's – Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Guys, I am shook. I am one of those straighty 180s, never do wrong kind of girls, and this has shocked me to my core. I'm going to punish you verbally after nah. this recording. Yeah. Anyway, so, so, made it out alive. Uh, so now the terrible happens and brace yourself, dolls. So Mary is still 15 years old at this point when on September 29th, 1978, a 50-year-old Lawrence Singleton slowed down his van to pick up Mary in Berkeley, California. Mm. So Singleton was a merchant seaman and claimed he was driving to Reno, Nevada, but could give Mary a ride to Las Los Angeles. And so in road trip speak, remember, that's just shy of six hours. So, And Mary knew she had a long distance to hitchhike and agreed to enter Singleton's van, to which on first impressions seemed like a friendly older man. Yeah, I thought you said she wanted to go home to Las Vegas. She did, but she, so... Obviously, it's going to be hard-pressed finding a guy that's going from um, Las Vegas or Los Angeles to Las Vegas. So, yeah. So her trying to get to Los Angeles uh, um, would take her some bit of the way and then she could go from there to yeah. um, Las Vegas. Got it? Gotcha. Unbeknownst to Mary, though, and despite his seemingly friendly demeanour, Singleton had previously been convicted of contributing to the delinqu- delinquency of a minor and had a history of alcohol abuse. Okay. Red flag. There it is. There's the catchphrase. Uh, he was also recently divorced from his second wife and it was estranged from his daughter. Mm. So shortly into the ride, Mary knew something was off or that she might have made a mistake accepting the ride, but she let a ciggy and incidentally sneezed. And this was really weird, but Singleton reached over to feel her neck asking if she was sick. Oh. Like feel her neck? That's Weird. Mary didn't like the physical contact and pulled out of his reach like we all would, Mm. but thought it must have been his way of being kind and soon drifted off to sleep uh, when he didn't try anything further. Okay. He probably read the room and was like, oh, can't get my freak on too early. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Oh, he's just really strange. So when she woke, she realized they were off course and driving back towards Nevada. Right. And Mary, our clever doll, quickly found a sharp stick in the car and pointed it at Singleton. She demanded that he turn the the van around and take her to where she was headed. So Sharp stick? Yeah, stick. Like imagine it must have been like a grubby van and she found that's all she could grab at the time. So, um, I mean, gosh, if there was a weapon that she could grab, I'm sure our clever Mary would have grabbed it. Um, But Singleton acquiesced and calmly apologised, reassuring her that he was, quote, just an honest man who made a mistake. Mm. Again, Mary believed he was being remorseful and the hitchhike continues. And so the ride went on. And at one point, Singleton stopped the van to use the bathroom and Mary, and Mary got out to stretch her legs. And so you can sort of really picture it on a road trip, can't you? Yeah. And like, And us being Mary, just like moving a bit groggy outside of the car. Yeah. So when she was out moving her legs and such, she leaned down to tie her shoe when all of a sudden Singleton struck and beat her a- across the back of the head until she fell. Oh. 
This is just so terrible, but Singleton dragged her into the back of the van and sexually assaulted and raped Mary, telling her not to scream or he'd kill her. Terrible. He insisted she'd, she had to obey him if she wanted to live. Then Singleton bound Mary's hands behind her and drove for a while. The time period approached well into night at this time. So they'd been driving a little bit during the day. She dozed off, woke up, stretched the legs, and then this terrible assault happened onto Mary. Mm. Eventually he came to a stop, cut her hands free, and ordered her to drink some sus alcohol from a plastic jug. Mm. before proceeding to assault her. And it's unclear what that substance actually was, but it must have been a drug of sorts because it knocked Mary out. Mm. The next morning, Mary awoke or or regained consciousness. It's, it's unclear. And Singleton dragged a naked and, remember, 15-year-old Mary Vincent out of his van whilst holding a hatchet. So... A hatchet, if um, for everyone playing along at home, it's like a small axe, kind of the length of maybe like a 1.25 litre Coke bottle or something. Yeah. So like a smaller axe, like the size of your elbow to the top of your index finger, one of those hatchet things. And this is next level terrible, but he proceeded to hack at her (gasps) arms with the hatchet. What the hell? And succeeded in cutting off her arms near the elbow. Oh, my gosh. And in an apparent attempt to prevent her body from being identified as fingerprints. So that's what he thought he could do. Whilst she, she was, was alive. still alive. And Mar- Mary, miraculously strong at this point, remained conscious for the most part. But in shock and losing massive amounts of blood, she ultimately went limp. Oh. And... On, in Mary's words, on the pretty famous show I Survived, like we used to watch it on Foxtel when we were way too young to be watching it. Yeah. Um, she explains that she went through her mind the moment of this, what went through her mind, the moment of the savage attack um, that took both of our, her arms. So, quote, he took my left arm and took one swing and I started to fall and then he took another swing <sighs> and I grabbed his arm, grabbed it real tight, and I couldn't figure out holding him real tight on his arm, but I was still falling. So it's like the phantom oh. limb. She, she might have started to grab his arm. He succeeded to sever the limb. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and she's 15 years old, 15 years old. Believing she was dead, Singleton shoved her body off a cliff and Mary landed just under 10 metres below when uh, Singleton followed, shoving her into a concrete pipe, almost into amongst like a culvert, kind of you can picture a round pipe, a large one, and to her, said to her, quote, okay, now you're free. Oh my gosh. So this poor girl is naked, 15 years old, has her arms cut off from her elbows. Yes. Has and been sexually assaulted and dropped from a cliff. And, and she was drugged, all the above. So, however, our incredible survivor, Mary, was not dead. Naked and in searing immense pain, she fought off the urge to fall asleep and give in to death. So can you imagine the strength it would have been like? She would have been exhausted. Mm. And another survival mechanism of our body is to lull you into a sleep and that's where you can drift away and succumb to your injuries. But she instead defied this, a brilliant move. She covered what was left of her arms in mud, packing it all down to effectively stop the bleeding. I didn't know it could do that. Can you imagine? I think, I wonder what we would do. I would be worried of infection, but she was smart. 
to like think to pat you know cut that up cut yeah. the sort of arteries oh sorry block the arteries up then she climbed back up the nearly 10 meter high cliff and this was literally uh, an uphill battle so with no arms with no arms and you're fatigued she has been drugged and beaten across the head and she was falling in and out of consciousness and had barely energy to keep going but she was just so strong and determined knowing that if she stopped and rested she might not be able to get up again mm. she finally managed to crawl out of the canyon and she was fo- she followed the sounds of nearby freeway and began walking nearly four kilometers down the <laughs> rural road oh my gosh this is a Superwoman. And can you believe this? She had the wherewithal to actually hold up what was remaining of her arms upright just in case she continued to bleed bleed out. Oh, my gosh, 15 years old. 15 years old. The, the will to survive. Um, wow. That's why we had to start with this one. This is one of the most, like, piercing and rememberable like survivor stories. Yeah. Upon reaching the freeway, the first people who spotted her were horrified and sped away in fear. Um, but also two articles, I remember she was naked, uh, but also mm. two articles I read mentioned that they may have been a same-sex couple who were really nervous of how the police would treat them if they were to assist her. Yeah, because think 1978. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But thankfully a second couple who had been travelling on vacation stopped to help her. They wrapped her in linens and then um, from their car, uh, from their car um, before driving her to the closest populated stop that they could and with a phone, which was a nearby airport. There they called an ambulance and ultimately took our hero Mary to hospital. Mm. So now a bit about the miraculous recovery. So after intense surgery to save her life, she was fitted with prosthetic arms, a modification that would take years years of physical therapy for her to adjust to yeah she ultimately returned to school whilst also undertaking intensive psychotherapy to help her cope with the trauma she'd experienced of course this is 78 where prosthetics weren't highly um innovative like we see today yeah also handling trauma is a lot different nowadays Mm. Um, but in mary's own words quote he destroyed everything about me my way of thinking my way of life holding on to innocence, and I'm still doing everything I can to hold on. She continued, I'd have been a lead dancer at um, Lido de Paris in Las Vegas, then Hawaii and Australia. I'm serious. I was really good on my feet, and my dance instructor had it all worked out. But then this happened. They had to take some parts out of my leg just to save my right arm. After that, I wasn't able to dance anymore. Oh, wow. I wonder what parts. I don't know. But who knows whether it was like nerves or something. Um, I can't tell you what would be involved in a mm. graft. Do you know if prosthetic, can you still like try clench and it clenches it? So the nerve endings. I think they're doing heaps of modifications now with signals from motor, like sort of neurons and sort of other veins and stuff. But back then, certainly not. Mm. They're also looking at like implants and chips that can help you do that um, as a system, but definitely not back then. You know what I've never seen in real life? Mm. Like a fish hook as an arm. Do you think that was only in, you know, what I... I know what you did last summer. Yeah, and in pirate cartoons and perhaps um, (laughs) your beloved Peter Pan, perhaps. Maybe it was what they used back in the day. Maybe. 
I'm not too sure. Like it's just a cheap, a quick fix to grab other items and stuff like that. I don't know. Mm, I'd probably use kitchen tongs. <sighs> That's savvy. Um, we'll find out later what Mary did. Um, she was really in- inventive. But um, so not that we need any more proof of how incredible Mary was, but the then 15-year-old Mary was able to provide law enforcement with such a detailed description of her attacker that people immediately recognised a police sketch. Yes, sis. Yes. When authorities apprehended Singleton, Mary had to testify against him in court. Scary stuff. With Mary in the courtroom, Singleton insisted that Mary was a sex worker and denied he had committed any crimes. Mm. She was 15 years old. He also maintained someone else had been in the car and Mary had threatened him with false accusations. Single even Singleton even called her, quote, and apologies for the antiquated language here, but a $10 a night whore. So oh. that was his language. So it's very disgusting to audacity. Language. Oh, terrible, terrible. Despite this, our astonishing hero, during her testimony, after relaying to the judge and the jury the detail of what he did to her whilst her attacker held her captive, ultimately declared in a firm voice that he, quote, did this to her in reference to her prosthetic arm. So it was quite moving, apparently, in the courtroom. Yeah. In an awful event in the court. In the courtroom, Mary quickly left. Singleton later admitted he had told her, quote, I'll finish this job if it takes me the rest of my life. He said that to her in passing in the courtroom and Mary left. Oh. So Singleton had pled guilty. After all, authorities had overwhelming evidence against Singleton and convicted him on multiple charges, including kidnapping, attempted murder and rape. Good. However, due to the very lenient sentencing laws for sexual crimes at the time, Singleton was only sentenced to 14 years prison, um, the maximum sentence allowed. But meanwhile, Mary went home absolutely terrified. She was reportedly having trouble with her family and felt isolated um, at her specialised school. She moved away as soon um, as she graduated and became secretive about her life and location. Mm. Don't blame her. No. Traumatised and depressed, Mary developed an eating disorder, had trouble leaving the house and saw many of her close relationships fall apart. Mm. They say the traumatic events can trigger eating disorders they do which can often be a long time illness um in many people so mary later said that she had contemplated suicide but could never go through with it i wish we could say that this is where the terrible parts in the case end but unfortunately i have to keep going Mm. so after serving only eight years and four months singleton was released on parole from san quentin for good behavior that is a joke after what he'd done yep. to that woman. Yep. Singleton re- uh, reportedly showed no remorse and still claimed he was innocent and had never assaulted or attempted to murder Mary. Righto. Much like our town who killed the bully back in that episode in March, outraged um, at the short sentence for such a violent and depraved crime, especially against a minor, it all exploded nationally. Mm-hmm. So. As a direct result of sentencing, the Singleton Bill was actually drafted, which stopped the early release of perpetrators who commit a crime involving the torture. Good. So thank, thank, thankfully. But Mary, um, that complete legend that she is, was a strong supporter of this California bill and the minimum sentence of this crime involving torture is now 25 years in today's standings. Good, because you're obviously really messed up. Oh. If you're willing to torture someone, it's not just like a quick yeah. shot in the arm. He's... 
He's hacked it off. Yeah, and it was b- b- prior to that, it was the drugging, the raping, the multiple assaults, the driving around, and he did that, you know, it was not just the torture hacking it off. He did that to kill her. So it was an attempted murder. So the fact that she survived only happened to reduce his sentence. If she died, it would have been murder. So it's almost like in this case the victim is punished because she survived. Yeah. The perpetrator receives That's the That's right. It doesn't really make sense, does I, it? I wonder, and I'd love to chat to our sister-in-law about this, whether – Things like this is more about the intent. Here, it was assumed she died, you know. Mm. Um, but he's, you know, Singleton was den- denying that, denying that. So what happened next for Singleton? He eventually moved back to his home state in- of Florida and there at around 62 years old, he was arrested in 1990 for petty theft. Mm. So the piece of crap was supposed to serve two years but only served a fraction of that time for that crime. So now fast forward to February 19th, 1997, nearly 20 years after his attack on Mary, Singleton now, roughly 70 years old, lured a young mother of three and also a sex worker named Roxanne Hayes to his home. Mm. Now, it's really hard to get a lot of detail here on what I could look at through articles, but apparently prior to this event, um, just when he was 69, 70, he was released from a psychiatric hospital. Okay. So this was only a f- like about a week after that. So here he proceeded to attack her. Mm. Neighbours called the police after hearing Roxanne's screams and when the police arrived they found Singleton covered in blood. Oh, no. With Roxanne's dead body lying on the floor. No, no, no. Singleton had stabbed her in the torso multiple times. So... Mary Vincent actually flew to Florida um, and again bravely chose to testify in court against him, sharing what happened to her with the jury and once again facing her attacker nearly 20 years later. As Eliza Rose saying, she's the baddest of them all. <sighs> she is. She. This is what the song should be dedicated to, our Mary Vincent. Oh, what a, what a tune. What a bloody banger. Oh, absolutely. We should play that after this for her. Mm. Yes, so we know that Mary went to testify, and so this time Singleton was convicted of murder and sentenced to death. However, on December 28, 2001, only three years on death row, at the age of 74, he died from cancer. Ah, got him. Uh, But, okay, enough about him. Let's go back to Mary for a bit and dedicate the outro of the ep to her. So years after her recovery, Mary married but later divorced. Her trauma had caused her years of stress and depression like we touched on. Mm -hmm. But eventually she became the mother of two boys. Yay. From there, her life began to change for the better. Mary reportedly began to heal and establish close relationships as her new family became her life and that being a mother had gotten her through some of the most incredibly trying years following her attack. She also founded the Mary Vincent Foundation to help other survivors of violent crimes. And on a beautiful note, Mary also discovered her new love of art and it helped her find her way through her trauma. So she couldn't afford to buy high-end prosthetics. So our Mary created her own using parts from like refrigerators and stereo systems. And then with that, so her own prosthetics. Oh, my god! Yeah, and she taught herself how to draw and paint using her own devices that she would create. What a legend. Yeah, so Mary noted that before her attack, quote, I couldn't draw a straight line. Even with a ruler, I would mess it up. 
This is something that woke up after the attack and my artwork has inspired me and given me self-esteem. Oh, yay. Uh, so she does everything from commissioned family portraits to action figures of powerful women. and It's truly incredible. So um, we will post those pics on Instagram mm. um, and just some of the pics from today's cases. But looking at her art, it is impressive. Like grey-led sketches, it is. I mean, it's not just sort of wishy-washy. It is detailed. You'd think someone with incredible artistic training um, has done those things. So this is an episode dedicated to Mary Vincent, our first survivor on that's terrible keep going um i hope you liked it i did i love a little happy ending and a survival story but yeah that's incredible that she just made it through all that it honestly makes i know this is going to sound so cliche but when i was like complaining about something this week i literally stubbed my toe on a door i thought to myself nah this is nothing i literally cannot think about this when the people have this confidence to do this in their life i'm so grateful this is a level of bravery that, oh, I hope we have inside of us, but I think it's pretty inspiring. Yeah. Well, on behalf of TTKG, we're going to say TTYL. So goodbye. Goodbye. Have you got a terrible story of your own? A connection to true crime or something terrible? Write to us at TTKGpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know who you are, where you're from, and whether the story and names are safe to share on the podcast. Feel free to tell us if you wish to remain anonymous. We would love to hear from you and we would love to share your terrible tales with our listener friends.